Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Ethan Klassine with the Goal to Go podcast here. Coming to you Wednesday, October 20th, the day before we enter a week seven of the NFL season. Yeah, man, content upon content. We're rolling them out this uh, this week. Um, more like this year. I mean, shoot, I feel like I've released more episodes this year than I did in you know the entire 2020 season last year. But wanted to get out a short Thursday night preview episode for you guys between the Denver Broncos and the Cleveland Browns on Thursday night football. Am I making this a priority because my bummy team is playing on Thursday? Maybe. But you know what? It's uh, my show, so I get to decide what goes out. But <laughs> I wanted um, I, I wanted to get out an episode. I do want to... I mentioned on the last episode that I want to release a ancillary episode sometime this week. That is still the plan. Biggest surprises of the 2021 season so far. But just in case I can't get it out in time, I did want to leave you guys with something for Thursday Night Football. So let's go through the preview for this game, guys. Uh, Both of these teams, Cleveland and Denver, in very precarious situations right now. Not where either of these teams thought they were going to be, especially on the Cleveland side of things. Cleveland has lost two in a row now, starting with that barn burner against the Chargers. And of course, last week, just that ass whooping against the Arizona Cardinals. And then Denver has dropped three since winning their first three. Both of these teams sit at three and three. The story of this game is injuries. Unfortunately for both teams, just a litany of injuries. We, of course, know on the Broncos' side of things, Jerry Judy is not playing. K.J. Hamler's been out. Uh, the defense, Alexander Johnson, who was either the first or the second highest-graded off-the-ball linebacker, according to Pro Football Focus, he tore a pec muscle in Week 6. He is out for the season. This is also after Denver lost their other starting inside linebacker, Josie Jewell, to a torn pec in Week 2 or 3. So the defense taking a hit for Denver. But even with that being said, Cleveland holds the higher level of significance with their injuries. And just to give you guys an idea of what I mean by that and put it into perspective, 19 guys were on Cleveland's injury reports this week, uh, uh, today rather, uh, for their final injury report heading into the game. Uh, It's a 53-man roster, so go ahead and do the math, y'all. That's... Uh, almost it's 40 to 45 percent of their roster is on the injury report not a good situation to be in but the significance of these injuries we know that Kareem Hunt he injured his calf he was placed on IR he will be out for three weeks talented rookie Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa the linebacker who's been playing exceptionally well uh, probably not in the top three of defensive player or rookie defensive rookie of the year consideration but he was close to it he was playing really well for this team he is on IR out three weeks with an ankle injury and then it did come down this morning Nick Chubb is going to miss his second consecutive game with a calf injury throughout this week Baker Mayfield was talking about even though he is dealing with that torn labrum in his shoulder he is intent on playing at about noon today It came out that he will miss this game with that labrum injury. A huge blow 
to this Cleveland offense. It doesn't matter that he wasn't exactly playing well the last couple of weeks. It can't be understated how losing your starting quarterback, how much of a blow that is to your team. Josina Anderson of ESPN actually tweeted out after the news dropped that he would be missing the game. Quote, it was floating this morning that Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield was not going to play even after he expressed confidence to the media that he would. My understanding is that Mayfield is dealing with more than just a torn labrum, and that became more prevalent this AM per league sources. Now, what that means exactly, I'm not sure. I'm sure we'll figure out more as the weeks progress um, over the course of this week and then heading into week eight. But all we need to know of, uh, of right now is that Baker Mayfield will not be playing. So, That gives way to Case Keenum. He will be getting the start for the Cleveland Browns. I guess you can call it a revenge game. Uh, Keenum started 16 games in, was it 2018 for the Denver Broncos? So sure, there's, there's a narrative if you're looking for one. But he may have to prepare for this game uh, without Odell Beckham Jr. Because guess what? He's one of the 19 that is on the injury report. He is dealing with a shoulder injury himself. He was uh, limited in practice. I'm sorry, he did not practice all three days this week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So very much uncertain whether OBJ will be playing in this game, and that is very significant. Don't forget that Jarvis Landry is on IR. He is not set to come back until next week, I believe. And after OBJ, all they have is Donovan Peoples-Jones, Rashard Higgins, um, and then David Njoku and Austin Hooper at the tight end position. But a significant drop-off from OBJ, I, I don't care that... He has struggled to get going with the Browns ever since he was traded from the Giants. He started to get more involved last week against the Cardinals. He had five receptions for 79 yards, and he just brings a little bit of juice. The defense has to pay attention to him, and if he were to miss this game, then yeah, it looks like Donovan Peoples-Jones would be your number one receiver for Case Keenum. That's, that is not what you want going up against a defense that, you know, hasn't been playing great as of late. The Denver Broncos have not, but they still have a healthy secondary with a bunch of stud players, or at least, you know, star names in the back end. So you'd like to have OBJ available. It would make Case Keenum's life so much better. And there's the possibility that he's going to have to throw in this game, not necessarily because the, you know, the Broncos are going to put up points, but the running backs, I mentioned that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are both going to miss this game. That leaves the running back split to be between Ernest Johnson and Demetric Felton. Felton is a fourth or fifth round rookie. Ernest Johnson has been, I feel like a, I think like a practice squad journeyman. Uh, with the Browns for the last couple of years or so. He's looked impressive in limited action that we've gotten of him, but still, he's a third-string running back. Johnson has three carries this season. Felton has zero. So not exactly the most accomplished running back room without their one-two punch in the backfield. That's That's got to be a concern for this offense moving forward. So you would have to expect that Keith Keenum, he's going to have to spread the ball around a little bit. You would imagine that the Denver defense is going to dare the Browns to run on them because of these two young, unproven kids in the backfield and because Denver has the second-ranked run defense in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. That is not a recipe for success for the Cleveland Browns. So I would expect Case Keenum to be in a more pass-heavy game script than we would normally expect out of a second-string quarterback. But I think 
Kevin Stefanski, you know, he's proven so far this year in, um, or this um, in his tenure with the Cleveland Browns. He's not afraid to go after you. He's not afraid to go for and fourth down. I think he will have the confidence in Case Keenum and in his system to continue to attack the defense's weaknesses despite his starting quarterback being on the sideline. So expect Case Keenum to throw it around a little bit. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's had a couple of few games. Maybe this is a situation where you see him be involved a little bit more. Uh, I would like to see him, as well as David Njoku, who they just, you know, they can't seem to get him involved enough, and I like his athletic ability. So um, I'm looking for both of those guys um, to be heavily involved in this game and to test a Denver secondary that has been not, not been as advertised so far this season. On the Denver side of things, uh, the Broncos are dealing with some quarterback issues of their own. Teddy Bridgewater is questionable to play in this game. He is dealing with foot a foot injury and a quad injury. There was a presser, a post-practice press conference that he spoke at uh, after today's practice. And after he concluded, he walked gingerly off this or to the edge of the stand. And then as he jumped off, he put no weight on that left foot and then just limped gingerly off of the set. So it, it's obvious that he is nowhere near 100%. How effective is he going to be going up against Miles Garrett? Uh, Jadavian Clowney is also questionable with some injuries of his own. I'd imagine he would play. So how's Bridgewater going to face again or going to fare against this Cleveland front seven. I'm not hugely confident that he's going to finish this game. If he is limping on the day before uh, the day before the game and he does not look 100%, not even close, I don't. That doesn't bring me much confidence that he's going to go into this game and finish it. Let alone be effective in this game. Uh, as a Broncos fan, I want to see Drew Locke look a little more prepared than he was against, who was it, was it the Ravens? It was the Ravens, uh, in week four, where he just looked completely lost against that Baltimore defense. I would say his security on this Denver roster is on razor-thin ice, so if he is going to get in this game, he better be prepared and he better show a good performance. I mentioned the defense has just not been up to snuff so far this season. Uh, many expected, myself included, that it would be a top 10, maybe top 5 unit, and that has just not been the case. The pass rush is a bottom 10 unit in terms of pressure generated. Granted, they've been without Bradley Chubb, but we've heard a lot of hype, obviously, about Von Miller. He can't, he's coming off of a injury uh, or he missed the entirety of 2020 with a torn ACL. He looked good in the Broncos' first three games of the season, but through the past three weeks, they haven't been able to generate any pressure. Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger, and Derek Carr have been kept clean for most of those games. There's no pressure being generated. Obviously, that doesn't all fall on Vaughn, but as the team leader and a veteran, uh, a guy that's hoping to get into the Hall of Fame one day, you'd like him to lead the charge in getting the Broncos back on track in terms of pass rush. And then I talked about the uh, the secondary for the Broncos earlier. They are just outside the bottom 10 in coverage grade according to Pro Football Focus. The difference is between you know the secondary and the front seven, they have all their guys. 
Justin Simmons has been healthy. Kareem Jackson, Pat Sertan, Bryce Callahan, Ronald Darby. Darby missed, a, a, I think, a game or two, but he was back last week. The secondary still got ripped to shreds last week, allowed seven explosive plays through the air, and that is defined as 20-plus yard plays. They just did not look good. They haven't looked good all season long. They gave Lamar Jackson one of his uh, best passing days of the season. I think his first his first game of the season over 300 yards big ben got it back on track against them and then of course uh, Derek carr just tore them to shreds last week like i said so this unit really needs to step up they they have just been not playing to their potential and it's shown and it's a big reason why the broncos are sitting at three and three the offense deserves its fair share of criticism but this team it, it's it's powered by its defense, man. That's the way it's been for the last six to seven years. I mean, even when Peyton Manning was still on the team in 2016, the last uh, season that he played when the Broncos won the Super Bowl, that was a defensive-driven team, and they're supposed to remain that way, especially with the head coach in Vic Fangio, who focuses on the defense, and they just have not looked up to snuff so far this season. I want to see them get back on track against a beat-up Browns offense generate a little more pressure we heard a lot of things about Jonathan Cooper in preseason I guess me more than others because I pay attention to my team more than any other team but get back on track don't let Case Keenum tear you apart especially not Case Keenum and right before we move on guys what I want to see out of the offense with a beat up quarterback can I get more Javante Williams please the second round rookie running back for the Broncos he's been great so far this season when he's touched the ball, he is first in the league in forced missed tackle rate and third in the league in total missed tackles. Whenever the ball is in his hands, you can you can see the talent there. And I get it that Melvin Gordon has been playing extremely well. He broke off like a 75-yard touchdown run in week two um, against the Jaguars, and he's looked good, but this team just lacks excitement. It lacks juice. Javante Williams brings that juice. He brings a level of energy that this team is desperate for. I want to see the ball in his hands a little bit more. Ultimately, I I think that Denver, even though this is in Cleveland, and I do trust, I trust their coaching way more than I trust Denver's. I think that Denver is just the healthier team, even though they are beat up as well. I'm going to lean the Broncos just because I don't trust Case Keenum, and I'm not sure if Donovan Peoples-Jones as the starting receiver uh, is going to get it done for Keenum. OBJ is probably going to play, but in the event that he's not, I, that's just a rough situation for Cleveland. So I'll take Denver by like a point or two. Don't expect this game to be more than 20 points, I wouldn't think. It's going to be a low-scoring game to the casual observer, probably a game that you can just put on the back burner and go watch some Family Guy on TBS. All right, guys. That is all we have for the Thursday night preview. We will be back later this week, like I said, for the biggest surprises of the 2021 season. Be sure to check it out. And until then, guys, thanks as always for listening. Stay safe, get vaccinated, and remember to show compassion and kindness to those around you. You never know what someone may be going through. I'm Ethan Klesine, signing off. Until next time.